0: Spoiler appetite I'm Tristan and happy 2017 everybody uh, lots of lots of news I want to talk about along with my review for Assassin's Creed uh, and my top 10 movies of 2016 so but before we get into that stuff let's talk about the news first things first I think I'll talk about the oldest news. Which is the Justice League photo, and yeah, I I like it. I like the new photo that they released, which is Batman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, The Flash, and Aquaman. From what it looks like, they are exiting the Flying Fox. Uh, The Flying Fox is what their navigation uh, plane that they're going to fly around in, I guess, Go to places and whatnot. So yeah. So first off, I think I should say, I yeah, I love this photo. I love how the two biggest dudes are at the end of the team. Like you have Batman on one side, on the left side, and Aquaman on the right side, and yeah, Jason Momoa as Aquaman. He looks incredibly huge more bigger and buffer than batman which i uh, looks i just i just can't wait to see his portrayal as aquaman i it's just i i just can't wait to see it because it just his look and from what i you gather from the first trailer it is like this is the aquaman we got from the Justice Animated the Justice League animated cartoon where he just doesn't really give a crap at all and just very mean and very like just a badass and whatnot so yeah and I like the suit I like the armor and I like the staff I just I can't I just I think he is I, I'm looking forward to his portrayal that's who I'm looking forward to the most Aquaman and right next to Aquaman is the Flash and given the same look as you'd see in the other photo, which was Flash, Batman, and Wonder Woman. He just he's given that same look, like all surprised and whatnot. So yeah, um and you know, can't wait to see his portrayal. I mean, as I said before, I I really have a feeling that he is gonna be my favorite live action Flash. Because, again, that whole trailer, I just got Justice League animated vibes. So, yeah. And right next to him is Cyborg. And, honestly, there's a lot of details to the look of Cyborg. Um, Honestly, I like it. I really do. And, yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, I I guess it would have been cool if he had some remaining... Uh, I guess flesh left, but apparently not, but yeah, Cyborg can't wait to see how he's going to be used in the movie. And then of course you got Wonder Woman next to Cyborg, which is like, you know, can't wait, you know, I mean, what is there to say? I mean, other than I'm looking forward to her, to the Wonder Woman movie this year, it's like my most anticipated comic book slash geek, uh, related movie of this year, so yeah, and then you got Batman in his tactical suit, now, the first time I saw the suit, I, I was like, okay, I like this, I like this, this is what, this is his tactical suit, and for me, I've said it on the podcast, I am not a fan of Christian Bale's tactical newest suit in The Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, it's just too much going on it's just like so much detail all like all the pieces are broken up and you know it's not all connected or whatever and you know it's too black and you can't see his bat symbol on his chest but doesn't mean he was a bad batman anyway i just don't like his suit but talking about ben affleck's tactical suit um yeah i feel this is how you do a tactical suit i mean There have been many cases where, you know, in Marvel movies, like Captain America, he has a tactical suit, Uh, like in Captain America, Winter Soldier, and I was like, okay, that's how you do a tactical suit, so anything like that, I can, like, really, like, get along with. I don't like the whole, like I said, you know, going back to Bale's uh, tactical suit, not really a fan of that, but yeah, but anyways Ben Affleck's tactical suit I love it I I still don't get the whole goggles thing like I get it like he needs to use them to fly the the flying fox but even then I'm just like that doesn't really make any sense like what is he doing flying it from on top of the flying fox or whatever like why does he need the goggles like why why can't the um uh why can't the you know the uh window like have some sort of like I don't know some sort of filter to like you know see let them see through it and whatnot I just I don't get the whole goggles things but whatever I'm sure it'll make sense in the movie but yeah so this whole photo while I do like it um it's a good photo yes it's a good photo but you know as I said I like it but at the same time, I'm not, like, jumping over the moon about it. I'm not, like, geeking out or whatever. I like it. I like it. But it's just like, you know, you're just missing two members. You're missing Superman and Green Lantern, which I don't think Green Lantern's is going to be in this movie. I mean, maybe a cameo. I don't know. And if that's the case, then awesome. As long as you don't, you know, spoil it or whatever. Hopefully we don't get spoiled in the movie cuz that would be just messed up and you know with superman it's like i get it they don't want to show superman in the movie because um maybe they will in the trailers cuz you know trailers tend to do that people you know marketing the movie they tend to spoil stuff and yeah but you know overall like i said i like the photo but i'm not like geeking out cuz it's not the whole it's not the whole team but yeah, I think the picture looks great. All right, moving on to other f- first, well, first official look at The Defenders, the Marvel Netflix team-up. Now, Entertainment Weekly just released their first looks, the cover, and some stills from the show, and honestly, I like the cover. It looks very it's got that old 70s vibe with the whole character names beside each character. And it looks really great. And then there's another fo- photo where Jessica Jones is writing defenders, public defenders. not pu- And, you know, she uses spray paint to write defenders and she's crossing out enemies. And I like it. As far as the stills go, <coughs> I like them. I mean... it it looks really good some are some some of the stills look really weird like daredevil and the red mist or whatever kind of looks like you know promo photo but it's whatever and you know it's fine another thing i noticed is luke cage is wearing a yellow shirt and it's like i know like i i wasn't expecting him to wear a yellow shirt or whatever but you know it's nice that they're touching upon the whole classic look of Luke Cage. But yeah, I am totally looking forward to the Defenders. And also, Iron Fist. I am more comfortable with the Iron Fist look now. I mean, judging off of those stills and the cover, I don't think he's going to be wearing a mask. But, you know, I could be wrong. But if he doesn't wear a mask, that's, that's totally fine. And the logo on his chest i don't mind it i really don't mind it. i wouldn't even care if he had a suit i wouldn't even care just yeah defenders really looking forward to it and i'm just i i i don't even know what to expect at this point but yeah defenders i am so looking forward to it i i want to know if it's coming out i think it's coming out this year i imagine it's gonna come out this year but yeah looking forward to the defenders so, that being said, Woody Harrelson is going to be in the Han Solo Star Wars spinoff. Now, when I heard about it, I was like, "I'm okay." And they described in the report, I think it was um, ooh, Variety, Variety that reported that you know when it was rumored that Woody Harrelson would be in it, and he's going to be the mentor of Han Solo, it kind of threw me off because I never see Han Solo as a mentor. But, um, there is canon where, oh, what is it? Uh, someone, my, my father told me, he sent me his text message saying, um, he, where's the text message? Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, he was once, Han Solo was once in the Empire Gal- galactic navy so uh now it just makes sense i guess it would make more sense if that's the way they're going with it in the han solo movie so overall i think i'm okay with it i mean i think for these spin-off star wars movies you could definitely have big name actors be in it as sort of the supporting character i think that works so good so, yeah, I mean, Woody Harrelson in it, being a mentor guide, I'm now okay with it. So, yeah. So, with that being said, uh, let's talk about Green Lantern. Um, there, <laughs> this just came out today, and let me pull up the article because I want to read from it. Okay, so Green Lantern core movie will be like Lethal Weapon in Space. And it's going to be written by, what's his face, Justin Rhodes. Don't really know him, but he's going to write it with David Goyer, who wrote Man of Steel, co-wrote Batman v Superman, and co-wrote, you know, the Batman-Nolan trilogy. I, I couldn't be more excited about this because, to be honest, I really felt, Goyer kind of got screwed over in Batman v Superman. I feel like ever since Chris Terrio, who co-wrote Batman v Superman, got involved, I kind of feel like uh Terrio's ideas were used more so than Goyer's ideas. I just, I don't know. I don't have any proof of that, but I just, it's just a feeling I have. And that's probably why I just really uh but anyways I don't want to get into it but yeah Green Lantern Corps movie being written by David Gordier and Justin Rhodes I I, like I said I couldn't be more excited about it and there's some film concept and it says here the new version is is described as lethal weapon in space and it's based on the on a comic book origin story yeah yeah this focus will be on two characters. Now this is where it gets really interesting and it gets me so excited. Two characters, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, which we all assumed would be the case. But here's where it gets interesting. The latter is an African what the hell? The latter is an African American Marine sniper before he joined the Lantern Corps. The story very much focuses on his relationship with Jon Stewart with Jordan and the core yeah so it's gonna be mainly focused on Jon Stewart and I I couldn't be more excited about that I just I love this so much because I've said it in the past I would love to see the Green Lantern core take on like the main Green Lantern would be Jon Stewart and the fact that that this is what it seems like they're going for makes me super happy i i couldn't be more excited about it i cannot wait to see what they bring to this movie and david Gorrier, i man of steel hands down i love that movie i i just i trust david Gorrier. anytime he's brought on to a dc film i have nothing but faith in it like there's no doubt in my mind and honestly, it was a bit surprising to read that that David Goyer is co writing another DC movie because for a minute I felt like they weren't gonna have him in to write another DC movie after what happened with Batman v Superman and with him, you know, now writing Man of Steel, you know, Batman v. Superman and, you know, co writing some of the Batman movies. So yeah, I am very excited very looking forward to the green lantern core even more than before i mean i was excited because i started to get into green lantern uh i think this past, ever since i read um blackest night by jeff johns and anything that jeff johns writes i'll be there reading because jeff johns is the man yeah so with that being said I think it's time to get into my review with Assassin's Creed. I saw the movie two weeks ago. Um, Before I get into it, I just want to say I am a fan of Assassin's Creed. I play the games, and this is the first video game movie I was looking forward to because, you know... I played the games, and I, you know, I played Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Assassin's Creed Three, and Assassin's Creed Four: Black Flag. And yeah, so the Assassin's Creed movie. Now, I think I'd rather start off with the good. Okay, let me just put it this way: I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> just, I'm just gonna put that out right there. Overall, I thought this movie sucked ass. So before I, you know, lit this movie on fire, let me talk about the good stuff. Now, first off, performance-wise, everyone did great, you know. I I loved everyone did gave a great performance. They did what I felt they did great with what they were given, even though I had a few chuckles at some points where you know, spoilers, even though I'm sure none of you are going to go see it, or if you have, you either know what I'm talking about, or you just really didn't like it, but, yeah, performance-wise, there's a scene in the movie where after Michael Fassbender's character wakes up, presumably dead in the real the real world, wakes up, he's in the Abstergo, he's trying to get away from people, and, you know, he's all drugged up and whatnot, and he's, like, tripping, like, he's not, he's tripping, and then they show, uh, like, a shot of him on his face, and it's just, like, it's like he's drunk or whatever, and it was just, like, it was so funny, like, I get it, but I was just, like, you didn't really have to show us that, because that was silly. Yeah, I think they overdid it with the whole him being drugged, and just, yeah, um, and... At the end, when uh, Jeremy Irons' character, the main Templar, gets killed off. And his main bodyguard, from what it looked like, he was screaming no. And for a slight second, you could see him look off off in the distance. Like he was looking at the director saying, looking like, am I doing this right or whatever. But yeah, performance wise, I thought everyone did good. Another thing I loved about this movie, anything that dealt with the past, so wonderful. I really enjoyed the past, even though you don't get much of it in this movie, and that leads me into my problems with this movie. So, first things first, the obvious, and probably the biggest mistake of this movie, they stay in the present more so than in the past. Like, it's... Crazy, I just... I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's like... I mean, I guess they didn't have the budget, but then again, this movie was PG-13. You couldn't have spent more. Like, you... The main focus should have been the past. Because no no one really cares about the present. I mean, especially in the current Assassin's Creed games, I don't think anyone cares anymore. I mean, the only time we cared, us fans cared about the Assassin's Creed present stuff was you know when we were following Desmond and whatnot but then after that just really it's bad and so in the movie you know it's it's not that great really it's so terrible um yeah another thing I kind of wanted to see what the motivations were for Aguilar like I don't I don't know why he's part of the assassins group. Like, I would love to them to explore more of like the origin of Aguilar. Why did he become a assassin? Because in the games, they all give you their motivations why they become an assassin. Uh, I can't remember what Altair's uh, origin, reason why he was in it, at, like why he joined the Creed. But you look at Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2, he basically joined because the Templars killed um, his family right in front of him. His mom, his dad, and his younger brother. And I think it had to deal with uh, uh, politics and something, and money. I think his family owned a bank or whatever. But yeah, I would, again, just, they should have stayed in the past. I wanted to see why you know aguilar was why he's in the creed what made him want to be part of the assassin's creed but yeah um another thing i had a problem with this movie the story centers around the apple of eden uh, i they explain what the apple of eden is with some uh title credits in the beginning and seeing the words Apple of Eden, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I I just, I was like, y- you could have, like, I mean, I look, I appreciate them for doing their own story and not retelling a story from the games or whatever, but the fact that they were like, let's do, let's make the story center around the Apple of Eden. Yeah, like that, like, that's really a far-fetched concept for people, like, you just, ugh. you could have made this movie cool, now, if you ask me how would, what the story I would have made for the Assassin's Creed, I would have just, like, again, stay in the past, tell the origin of Aguilar, and then he has to take down whoever, you know, said, you know, whoever, like, Okay, let's take the Ezio stuff or whatever. Like, say Aguilar's family gets killed, and he wants to go after the Templars, and, you know, he's trying to get to that main guy. That would have been a great story. I felt that's how they should have done it. Like, you can still do your own story, but... And you can still add, like, some stuff from the games to the movie, but the Apple of Eden? Come on. I mean, just oh man just that was like rough um what else did i say i didn't like about this movie um wow it's been a while since i saw this movie i again i saw this like two weeks ago and it's like i really didn't want to talk about this movie but i thought i should because why not it's the podcast but yeah um what else didn't i like about it like (laughs) there's just so many things wrong with this movie oh okay another thing That really got on my nerves with this movie. While I do appreciate the new take on the Animus. I so didn't like the whole cutting from Aguilar fighting to Michael Fassbender in the present fighting as well. Like Whatever Aguilar was doing, Michael Fassbender's character was doing it in the Animus. And... Like I said, I enjoy the new take on the animus, but that whole thing jumping from past to present to seeing that they're like actually linked up and whatnot, genetic wise, and just oh man, that was rough. Because I remember watching the movie, and the first time they showed it, I was like, oh, that's oh, all right. Like I already knew that, but I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then they kept showing it, and I was just like, you, you've got to be shitting me right now, like. Why, who thought this was a good idea? Like, granted, it was like, I think we all got it. We get what he's doing. I mean, yeah, towards the end where he breaks it or whatever, breaks the animus or whatever, because he leaps off and breaks it, you could have showed us that. Like, you could have, you know, don't don't cut back and forth on that whole thing, and then when he breaks the animus, you can show us that. But, oh my god, that... Going back and forth, holy shit! Like, oh my god, it gave me a headache. I was like, this is like, this is fucking terrible. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, uh, that and as I said, not staying in the past. That's those are the two biggest issues I have with this movie. Um, another thing, I don't know why. I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like they were explaining way too much shit in this movie. I just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, I, I really feel they, they just, they were given too much expedition, too much explaining, and just, I, I, I so bad, so bad, so yeah, Assassin's Creed, as I said, I fucking hated this movie, and this is coming from a fan of the games, and I was really let down, and as I said, this was the first video game movie I was looking forward to because I played the games and I was really let down and even before this movie came out uh before you know it was shown before the trailers and all that I loved what I was hearing I loved the cast Michael Fassbender the uh, Jeremy Irons and oh Talia the the actress that plays Talia Al Ghul in The Dark Knight Rises was in the movie, but I was so let down, holy crap, um, I just, I just can't believe what I just witnessed, and it's just like, you know, I, I see reviews, I mean, there are only two people I watch when it comes to reviews, like, when people are reviewing movies, I only go to two people, and John Campion, Jeremy Johns, and I saw John Campion's review, and he was, like, going off on it, and at one point I heard him say, you know, I never really say this, but don't go see this movie, especially if you're a fan of the games. And I was like, okay, that's a bit too much. And then after seeing it, I was like, I I so wish I took his advice. I should have just listened to him. Because, oh my god, that was terrible. Like I would seriously love my I don't even know how long that movie was, like an hour or something. And oh my god so now the big question is what i want to see a sequel honestly you guys know my answer fuck no i mean i do love i did like the whole setup like if there was gonna be a sequel but there isn't because if you look (laughs) at the box office numbers um it's not gonna happen but yeah they set up the villain the main chick the main girl Uh, She was going to be the villain for the next Assassin's Creed movie, if, let's say, this made money or whatever. And honestly, I felt that, yeah, I kind of buy that she's a villain. At the same time, I don't, because at one point she was mad at her dad or whatever. And now, because of something, I I don't even remember now, but there was something that, you know... She was mad at her dad for some reason. Oh, because she, she, uh, one of her ancestors was an assassin. And, yeah, and then her dad gets killed, played by Jeremy Irons, and now she's the villain, and I, I liked it, but I kind of hate it at the same time, because I was just like, I mean, it makes sense. He was your dad, but, mm, whatever, but again but the main reason why i don't want to see it a sequel not not just because i thought this movie was fucking horrible but because they as i said the animus breaks so we're gonna follow michael fassbender who you know knows how to be an assassin and whatnot and has his little creed in the present no no thank you holy crap no thank you and yeah I so disappointed with this movie I just wow I mean I only know one person that liked this movie and I'm sure he plays the games too and I, I went on my Facebook and I was like yeah Assassin's Creed that was shit and my friend comments I loved it I was like and I replied I was like well at least somebody loved it like But yeah, I just, Assassin's Creed, wow, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there are definitely going to be more, I mean, video game movies. I think the next one is going to be Tomb Raider, if I read that correct. And I actually, I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore Tomb Raider fan. I've only played the most recent Tomb Raider games which is, uh, from 2013, I want to say, or 2014, 2015, I don't know, but I played the recent Tomb Raiders, and I guess, you know, I'll go see it, I mean, I mean, it just, I I don't know, I mean, the only video game movie I like is Mortal Kombat, everything else, ah, no, no, I haven't seen Street Fighter, and I don't think I'm ever going to see that movie, but yeah, um, so yeah, Tomb Raider. I I I don't know. I, I really hope it's good. I mean, I'm gonna go see it because you know I I played the first game from the newest Tomb Raider games. But in any event, let's get down to my top ten movies of 2016. Now, this isn't my top uh, comic book movies of 2016. It's not a rank or whatever this is movies from 2016 that I saw some are uh comic book movies and some are um you know obviously Rogue One is in there but I there are non comic book geek related movies that I have on this list so I'm going to start with number 10 and number 10 is Suicide Squad now I love Suicide Squad i have the extended version and honestly if you're gonna ask me should i get if i'm gonna buy if you're gonna buy suicide squad should i get the um the original version or the extended cut honestly it doesn't really matter like you could get the original and it really really doesn't wouldn't really affect your viewing whereas with the extended cut i mean it's not much is going on just little extra dialogue it's not like Batman v. Superman where in Batman v. Superman, you know, you get more Clark Kent. You get his investigation on Batman and whatnot. It's nothing like that. It's nothing groundbreaking, which, again, I, I was kind of like pissed when they announced a Suicide Squad extended cut. I was like, what? what, Like, that doesn't make any sense. And it said 15 minutes of extra footage. I was like, you couldn't have put this on a deleted scenes like that's just what that doesn't make any sense to me I'm like if you're gonna have an extended cut it's either gonna be I guess 20 minutes or to whatever but yeah 15 minutes I don't even think it was 15 extra minutes of the extended cut I want to say 11 I think it was I don't even know but it was not like 30 or 20 minutes it was under I was just like you could have just put it on deleted scenes or whatever and special features but yeah Suicide Squad I had fun with it I honestly did there are things I loved and then there are things I didn't like like you know the ending you know the whole main villain getting jiggy with it it's, I'm sorry I really I just really loved making that reference but yeah uh but yeah Suicide Squad I had fun with it I like ever since I saw the trailers, they it just looked like a fun movie. And it was, even though I felt there was too many jokes. But, yeah, too many jokes. But overall, I had fun with it. So, with number nine, The Jungle Book. Now, I I, I saw it on Netflix. I saw it. And I honestly loved it. I really did. I'm not like... I've said it before. I'm not really crazy about disney and their classic films and whatnot i'm not like one of those people but i'll go see a disney film because why wouldn't i um jungle book i loved it it just it's really crazy because everything is so cgi in that and it's filmed in los angeles just mind-blowing and the voice casting in this is perfect especially uh, Idris Elba, he plays the tiger, I'm not really good with the names, but yeah, he was so really great, like, I love anything Idris Elba is and I'm down to go see it, because that guy, that guy can act, if there's ever, if they ever cast uh, a black Batman, Idris Elba is my number one pick, doesn't matter how old he is, Idris Elba all the way, but yeah, Jungle Book, I love that it was like really dark and i was watching this movie with my uh 11 year old sister and i was just like wow especially towards the end it got so dark i was just like wow this is like really messed up but i love it so yeah jungle book it's worth the watch coming at number seven oh number eight is deadpool yes deadpool is what is there to be said about Deadpool that hasn't been said already I I cannot wait I just I just cannot wait to see the sequel and the first movie you know everything is so right with Deadpool I mean except the villain you know he's pretty generic but overall it's Deadpool and they got it so right and just so wonderful and you know the sequel I can't wait i just read that they are bringing colossus and negasonic teenage warhead back and it's just like oh yes yes this is like that's the band of the group right there i because i i love colossus and i love negasonic teenage warhead and it was just ah so wonderful but yeah deadpool what like i said what is there to be said that hasn't been said already so yeah, Deadpool, amazing. Coming up, number seven is a horror movie. Now, I'm not really into horror movies. Well, I take that back. I'm not. I am not like a crazy horror fan at all. The only horror movies I will go see is like your serial killer movies, like um, Psycho, Hush, uh, Halloween, Scream, anything like that. I will go see. And Don't Breathe was one of those movies. Don't Breathe, that came out this year. I mean, 2016. came out in 2016. I had heard great things about it. And, you know, it's a horror movie, and it was my type of horror movie. It's a serial killer. It's not paranormal activity stuff or whatever. Went and saw it, and wow, I I loved it. You know, not, there's only like three characters in it that get killed. Well, spoilers, only two get killed. But yeah, it, it was so nice. It was so amazing. I just love that it was just horror. And then there's the plot twist towards the end. I'm not going to really spoil it, but when I saw it, I will tell you, it pretty much scarred me f- for the rest of the day. On that day, like I was just like I, I cannot unsee that now. Like, oh my god, that's like the most terrifying thing in the world. So yeah, hashtag Turkey Baster. If you've seen the movie, you know what I am talking about. But yeah, Don't Breathe was really great. The casting was great. Uh, Stephen Lang who plays the blind guy and just picks off, you know, the two characters, and then you know the last character gets away. But, yeah, it was just really great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's... I mean, Don't Breathe This definitely up there with my favorite horror movies. My kind of horror movies. Alright, coming up number six is Doctor Strange. The first introduction of magic in the MCU. Loved it. Like, I mean... Uh, I don't really have any problems with it. You know... Khaleesi or not Khaleesi uh I don't even know what the main uh villain's name is but I'm it's slipping my mind but yeah he was all right he was tolerable he's not as bad as like the other MCU uh villains but yeah I love Dr. Strange I loved how Strange is the kind of character who's a dick he's like he's very much like Tony Stark But he's even more of a dick because in the scene where he's talking to his former lover and, you know, he's going off on her because, you know, he's trying to, like, find any, like, every possible way to fix his hands and he just can't find any. And his former lover is just like, you need to stop, like, you need to... And he just goes off on her. Just crazy, crazy. And the visuals visuals were really spectacular i would have seen this movie in 3d because i love the visuals i love the whole wow this this movie can make you throw up especially the one sequence where the ancient one uh shows strange the magic that whole that whole sequence where you know you know what i'm talking about the first time she shows him all that magic and stuff like that just crazy visuals and just ah, uh, so wonderful but yeah and of course Dormammu I've Come to Bargain oh my god that's definitely my favorite ending in an MCU movie just so wonderful just really great it would have been cool if he kept doing it over and over again you got to see him age or whatever well no not age there is no time uh yeah anyways yeah doctor strange no idea where i was going with that but you, you, you i'm sure you, some of you guys know where i was going with that anyways doctor strange great all right game down to my top five started with number five. Ten cloverfield lane now hearing this movie and seeing all the promotion i was not really gonna see it because i was just like i don't uh, I I was gonna see it because it was reported that it's a sequel to Cloverfield, which Cloverfield I was like, I I think I remember seeing Cloverfield, and you know I I'm sure I hated that movie because again I I don't like found footage movies at all. I just think that's just the laziest filmmaking ever. I just I don't like it. I never I I've always hated found footage and that's why I haven't seen like chronicle which everyone says is the greatest uh, o- uh villain origin ever but I won't see it because it's found footage and it's a- found footage just annoys the hell out of me but yeah 10 Cloverfield Lane I wasn't going to see it because it was a sequel to uh Cloverfield Lane and in the movie it's not found footage and even in the trailers that I saw it wasn't found footage but it just didn't really Appeal to me at all but then I got around to seeing it at a friend's house and we watched it and I was like oh my god this is amazing like this is really great now I see why everyone you know some people loved it some people hated it but I can totally see why people loved it and honestly I loved it John Goodman his character you don't know if he's a good guy or if he's just Bad shit, crazy, and yeah, just it was really, really amazing up until the end. Because the end, I I was like, I'm definitely in that camp where I loved it, but the ending so fucking weird. You know, the alien invasion comes and it's just like, okay, that kind of really, yeah. I love the movie, but towards the end, not what I was expecting um so yeah i but yeah before the ending everything was so wonderful because you just get this feeling of like i don't know if he's crazy or if he's good i don't know what's going on if he's trying to actually protect her from outside that whole disease or whatever and yeah and there are some gruesome moments in this movie and as a matter of fact i wonder I wonder if this was PG-13 or R I think it was PG-13 San Cloverfield Lane and this movie was rated okay where's the rating this movie was rated god damn where's the where's the uh okay okay come on yeah I'm just stalling right now it was rated PG-13 okay so but there are definitely some moments in it where it's pretty gruesome like he um John Goodman's character I believed oh, it's so been it's been a while since I saw this movie um John Goodman's character actually oh I think he chopped up he killed someone chopped them up put him in acid and yeah just wow yeah Tim Cloverfield Lane I loved it minus the ending so yeah so here comes number four Zootopia Another movie I saw on Netflix and oh my god, does it tell a great story? It's a story for kids and it's a story for adults. I mean, it basically tells the like like it's so relatable to the world we're living in now. Uh you got people, you know, there is racism and you know, in this movie, like <laughs> bunnies and foxes and all that but overall it was just a really great story I mean if you haven't seen Zootopia go see it I mean Disney just really knows how to you know get make a story for adults and kids just really wonderful so yeah Zootopia great coming in on number three the Nice Guys. Now, I I so, so love this movie because of the fact that, for starters, it's the first rated R movie I saw by myself. And I I honestly couldn't tell. I don't know why I wanted to see this movie. It just looked really phenomenal. It just looked really great. And honestly, I it's probably the most underrated movie of 2016. If you haven't seen The Nice Guys, go see it because it's... It's got great humor, Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, and Ryan Gosling, to me, has always been that, like, oh, he's a he's just attractive and whatnot, and don't really see him as an actor, but seeing him in this, I'm just like, okay, he is an actor. I, I no longer, like, I can now watch anything with him in it now. Like, any movie he's in, I'll definitely see. I mean, I won't rush out to the theater and go see it if he's in it, but yeah, if he's in a movie... I can enjoy them because the nice guys was just really wonderful. Uh, the dynamic between Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling so wonderful. It was so wonderful, and the seventies—they really do capture the seventies right. I mean, anytime it's a period piece in movies or TV, it's you. It, I'm sure everyone has this uh, this thing where it's like if it doesn't feel or look like the seventies i it kind of takes me out but the nice guys they did a great job capturing the 70s so yeah the nice guys i know most of you who are listening have never seen it go see it because it's a wonderful movie um it's not really what you think it is but if you watch the trailers but just go see it because it's really wonderful all right coming down to our my last two going with number two Star Wars, Rogue One. I mean, everything about this movie from the scale to the story to everything. This movie is so wonderful. I mean, I, I, it still blows my mind that there are, there are some people who are Star Wars fans that don't like Rogue One. And I I just have a hard time just being in shock that, there are people like this I just I just don't understand but yeah um uh yeah I just it just blows my mind especially with that ending with you know spoilers Darth Vader wrecking rebels just so wonderful like as I've said in my review that was the one thing I wanted to see in this movie and the fact that for a moment I was like oh they're not gonna do it and then they show it and just oh it's that's all I really wanted in that movie. I mean the movie was great and the fact that they gave that little extra nerd gasm for me. Oh my god, so wonderful. But yeah, character-wise, everyone's so wonderful. Um the scope of it, the scale of it, everything is so humongous. I there are just some things you just I just I just don't understand how you know, especially hardcore Star Wars fans, how could you, how can no one like this not like or love it? Just oh, so wonderful! So, yeah, Rogue One Star Wars story. Ah, oh, can't. I just, I just, this makes me want an Obi Wan Kenobi movie even more, especially since they made a reference to Obi Wan in the movie. Oh, I can't. I just, I want that Kenobi movie now and I'm coming at number one I'm sure you could all guess it BVS no X-Men Apocalypse no come on come on it's easy Doctor Strange no I, that was like number six on my list oh it's Civil War yes it's Civil War come on come on Civil War I mean it was between Rogue One and Civil War it was very tricky for me I don't know if I want Rogue One being number one or Civil War and Civil War being number two. But yeah, I just, but what it comes down to, I think, for me, for Civil War, why it's my number one favorite movie of 2016 is because it's got that history. This is, it's it's got the previous, it has, uh, uh what's it called, what's it called, continuity in it. Like, it's got continuity in it. As in, there's history before Civil War. Whereas with Batman v Superman, you know, everyone's complaint is, like, there wasn't a Batman movie or there wasn't a Superman, well, there was a Superman movie, but there wasn't a Batman movie before BVS. Or there wasn't, um, these DC movies and then Batman v Superman. Whereas with Civil War, you had Iron Man's, your Captain America's, your Avengers movies, and all that stuff. Like, this has history. And it when you see this movie, it all pays off. Especially if you've been uh, watching the movies, these MCU movies. It's it's all there. I mean, it's I I there there is nothing that I feel was wrong. Like I ne- I loved everything, even the villain. I'm sure some people hated the villain, but I I felt it was the appropriate villain, the, <laughs> the appropriate kind of villain uh just this villain who just wants to destroy the the avengers by just like not really going up against them, but not like you know not fighting them fist fighting them or anything like that or some sort of device or whatever he just showed you know iron man this uh footage which is kind of weird but at the same time i'll let it slide i guess of buggy barnes killing stark's family and stark just like snaps and just wants to kill him because he can't ever reconnect with his dad after the last time he saw him because you know if you mean watching the mcu movies you get the feel you get that tony never had this bond with his father at all and that's heartbreaking but he had a great bond with his mother and civil war man there's nothing i didn't like about this movie i mean just really wonderful and for me i've said it before black Panther was the standout for me i mean spider-man was great i loved the spider-man they gave us and the spider-man that you know that they gave us and it's the spider-man i've always wanted to see but black panther for me was just really the highlight of that movie of as far as like introducing new characters black panther was that character because that guy he cannot be stopped like you watch uh him going up you know besides giant man ant man um he just can't be stopped like he just will not stop at trying to kill bucky and yeah civil war i mean i just (laughs) No words can describe how amazing that movie was for I mean so wonderful. So yeah, that's my top 10 movies of 2016. Yeah, there were more uh comic book movies slash uh uh Star Wars, but hey, there were still, you know, non-comic book movies in my top 10 list. So yeah, so that's my top 10 list. And that's going to do it for this episode of Spoiler Appetite. I'm Tristan, and you've just been spoiled.